Welcome to Light Steps Live. Our mission is to open the Word of God to edify the believer and evangelize the world, that people who follow Jesus can walk in the light as He is in the light. What we're going to do now, with all the 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 stage set from the first part of our session, we're going to take some moments to now really look at James chapter 2, verses 21 through 25. And I think it's worth reading again at this point because I've had so much to say since we last read it. Um, Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness and he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way, um, well, I don't want to read verse 25. I got carried away. Um, we'll get to Rahab next time. Praise God. We're here to look at how, how, how our faith grows, how it, how, how it's tested, how it bears fruit. And we're going to do that by looking at a little bit of the life of Abraham. Um, James's contention is simple. Faith without works is dead. He's like, you want an example? Let's look at dead faith. Here's some demons. That's it. That's the example we got uh, in verses uh, 18 and 19, particularly verse 19. He said, that's, that's dead faith. That's faith that believes, but it isn't matched with obedience. You want to see living faith? Now let's take up a couple of examples. Let's take up the examples in verses 21 through 24 of James 2 of Abraham and then Next time together, we'll look at the example of Rahab in verses 25 and 26. But let's just look at Abraham here today. And so just for the sake of the time we have, I, I won't turn to all these places. I will mention um, mention several things that uh, you might want to go back into scripture uh, and, and read them yourself. Um, first thing first, for faith to grow, I would contend that Abraham's life shows us that faith must be tested. We we have to figure out where we are. Um, I I don't I don't do a lot of working out, but the other day I I, I lifted something really heavy, and uh, and 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 I can remember a time when. <laughs> When I was stronger and I would have grabbed that and just tossed it. But when I, when I grabbed the, the item this time, I, I kind of grunted a little bit. I said, mm, mm. And so my fitness was tested. You know, I, I can tell you, Hey, I'm fit. You look at me and go, you won't fit into much, brother. Uh, I can say I'm in great shape. You can say you in some kind of shape, you know, uh, what I say. And even if I have a delusional idea about it myself, when do I really find out? What if I had to take off running? Uh, what's my cardio life like? What if I had to lift something heavy? What's my what's my uh, muscular system? How's it working? And so, what happens in Abraham's life is his his faith gets tested, um, and uh, in a very remarkable way. Uh, verse twenty one says uh, it was tested when he had to offer up his son Isaac. Now, I want to tell you something. James is cutting to the punch. He's shown dead faith through demons. He wants to show living faith through Abraham. He's shown fruitless faith through demons. He wants to show fruitful faith through Isaac. So he goes to a time where Isaac really passed the test. There were other points along 
Abraham's life where he did not pass. Um, he, uh, he learned the level of his faith. And so uh, I, I want to say that this test right here, this huge test, I want to say two things about it up front. Number one is the only time we see a person being tested like this um, in the scripture. And we all know God gave up his son. This is the only time we see a person being tested like this. Secondly, I'm going to give three things. Uh, secondly, uh, this comes much later in, in Abraham's life. This really severe test comes after many years of walking with God. Amen. And so uh, he had, had lots of time to, to fail and fall and grow and, and start, start uh, again and grow. Uh, and thirdly, what might be important to mention is, you know, we really believe Isaac was a young man. So, I, I, you know, Isaac's faith without, without being talked about a lot in relation to what happened on that mountain, Isaac's faith was tested as well. So Abraham was an older guy. He was an experienced guy. He had a grown son, we believe, at, at least in his older teens. I mean, he's able to carry a bunch of wood up a mountain. Um, he was, uh, you know, in, engaged in conversation with his dad as a mature person. Um, this comes this comes much later in his walk, and that's important to point out. Um, and it's important to point out that you know this this we don't have many examples of a person being tested like this. This is the the only one in Scripture we know of, and uh, we know uh, that from the time that uh, Abraham left Ur of the Chaldees uh, in Genesis twelve until the time that we we you know have this test. Um, much later in his life that he had all kinds of bumps along the way. He had some minor successes, such as in Genesis 14, when he recognized Melchizedek as a priest of God and honored Melchizedek in that way. And we know he had some, uh, you know, difficulties in, 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 in owning his relationship with his wife. And it wasn't because he didn't love his wife because he feared to lose her, but he, you know, he, he lied. He, he manipulated, he, he played games. Uh, and so we know that, you know, he, he had to grow. He had to grow. And that's why in the, in the opening part, I just wanted to recognize that every single one of us has a lot of growing to do. And uh, if we want to have testable faith, uh, it, 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 it has come with, with hard, hard learned growth, experiential growth. And, uh, let's just recognize that. Now we know, interestingly enough, we know, uh, from Hebrews chapter 11, that verse 19, uh, it tells us that Abraham, Abraham, uh, logically, uh, and by faith says, you know, in other words, he, he thought, can God be trusted? The way we might, we might say this is he reasoned in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 19. We're giving this testimony about Abraham. He reasoned that God could be trusted with his son's life. Uh, what, what, uh, what reason, um, did he use according to Hebrews chapter 11? He reasoned that God was able to raise up Isaac from the dead. That, you know, if, if Abraham obeyed God and sacrificed Isaac, then God was able to undo what God had called Abraham to do. 
And so uh, I, I don't think you arrive at that kind of, of faith overnight. Somebody say amen. I really don't. So by the time he has this test, he has gone through an incredible amount of growth. Uh, you think about it in, in, in one or two stories, he, he can't even tell the truth about his relationship with his wife. And then by the time his faith is tested, he is willing to obey God to offer his son. Now, what should also be pointed out is if you go and, and look at the whole story, uh, of, of, of Abraham and Isaac, if you get all the way to where the story is unfolding of the, of the, um, uh, possible sacrifice of Isaac in Genesis chapter 22. He, he tells his servants, y'all stay here with a donkey while we go and worship and then we will come back to you. Now, in other words, you know, I don't, I don't know that we know that Abraham knew God would provide another way, but Hebrews 11, 19 tells us, he did believe if he followed through and sacrificed his son, then God would raise up his son and he and Isaac both would come down that mountain and, um, and worship God again. And so, uh, you know, later on, uh, when, when, uh, <laughs> Genesis 22, 7, when Isaac asked the very sensible question, you know, hey, Pop, uh, so we're going to do this sacrifice. Where's the lamb? Verse 8, God's going to provide the lamb. You know, uh, it's an entendre, uh, intended or not. Uh, God has provided Isaac, and then God does provide a literal lamb caught in a thicket. Uh, my point is, my point is to get to the place where your faith could be tested to even go up to the mountain, Go up the mountain is incredible, okay? And to get to the place where you believe that you and your son are coming back down off that mountain, you're going to go up the mountain to obey God. You're going to obey God. You're going to come down the mountain with your son. It's pretty incredible. Um, I say all that to say is our faith will be tested uh, absolutely and it's tested by degrees of our growth. And James simply goes in and goes, uh, hey, let's look at this huge test that Abraham experienced, but let's recognize the context in his life where this test came. Um, I think I think our faith gets tested all the time, all the time. Rarely does it get tested in such dramatic ways as this example found here in James chapter number one, uh, excuse me, chapter number two, verse number 21 in reference to a story in Genesis 22. Rarely, again, this is the only time from the scriptures we know of an example this huge, but I think he's testing some pretty big ways. Okay. All right, man, I can't believe this. All that to set the stage. Uh, James references this story and it's, it's packed. You get one verse, but it's, it's like you, you, you know, it looks this big, like a matchbox verse, uh, 21 of chapter two. It looks this big. You go to pick it up and it's, uh, the Titanic. You go, whoa, it's a lot here. Exactly. So in verse 22, in the letter that James is writing to believers here, where he's encouraging them to not just say you have a belief in God, but live out a belief in God. He says, uh, he says in verse 22, so it says, you see, Abraham say, says he believed in God, right? Well, now we know Abraham believed in God by the way he lived. So his faith had come full circle. Right. It had come to him, uh, 
by by you know by his relationship with God, come to his intellect, come to his affections, and and now it was pouring out of his fingers. It had come full circle. Like when the Bible says, uh, uh, "Perfect love cast out fear," or, or in this is is love perfected. That means that love has 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 gone full cycle. For example, we talk about that that the the love of God is perfected in Christ. It means He sent Christ to do a work. Christ did the work. Christ finished the work. Christ ascended. Uh, the Father was pleased. The Son was seated. The work was done. And now everything accomplished for salvation has been done. So the work is complete or perfected. This is where you see faith being completed or perfected. It's not to say Abraham was perfect, but this, this act of faith, Abraham's faith was perfected. His faith was completed. It wasn't just an idea. Um, if you show me a chair and say, Tim, do you believe that chair will hold all your weight? And I say, yes. At that point, it's a, it's a, it's a theory. It's a theological idea. It's a philosophy. Yes, I believe. And, uh, you, you would say, do you really believe? I'm like, yes. And I can tell you, I really believe, but you wanna, you wanna, you wanna see me test it. So I go stand in the chair. And what we see is that, um, verse 22 says, uh, you know, just pointedly, you see, the faith was active along with his work, and faith was completed by his work. Incredible stuff. It's not enough. James is contending to say we believe in God. We got to prove by our living. It's not enough to say we have received a body of doctrine about God. What we want to see is living trust that that body of doctrine that's often only intellectual to some people is more than just intellectual that what we say we know, what we say we believe about what we know is active in how we live. Now I'm telling you that that's world rocking and the first world it rocks is our own world. Okay. So the scriptures tell us um, that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, in verse 23 says the scripture was fulfilled. that says Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. It's like, okay, we can clearly see, um, you know, we can clearly see Abraham believed. But a lot of times the reason we need our faith to be tested is not to prove to God we believe. God knows everything. It's to prove to us. We're the ones that know I really do believe in God. I really do trust God. My walk with God is real. So that's fruit bearing to us in our inner man, but it's also fruit bearing from us in our outer man. We need a testimony within and we need a testimony without. So our faith gets tested first, I believe, so that we can see and we can grow and we can know and we can have assurance, but our faith also gets tested and we live out our faith so that others will, will know that, you know, God's real to us and his, his, uh, his work in us is so real that it not only changes us, it affects how we relate to everything. Okay. So it tells us in, in Genesis 15, if you go back there that Abraham believed God. Okay. And that counted to him as righteousness. Something, something had happened in his inner man. Amen. Then in Genesis 22, we see how strongly Abraham believed God. And, and here in James chapter two and, and, uh, 
verse number 23, it says that uh, Abraham believed God, and that was by faith. He believed him. His inner man really did believe him, and it was, and it was changed. And, and we see that Abraham believed him so much that it changed and altered and, and determined the way he lived. And so Abraham, I really do believe God. It's not just a theory. We see Abraham really believed God. It's not just a theory. And, uh, and Abraham then is called a friend of God. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? So, so James's final, final idea here about Abraham and about, uh, well, it's not his final idea of, of, of faith without works is dead. We'll, we'll look at that again with Rahab in our next session, but it's the final idea concerning Abraham, uh, in verse 24. And I think it, you know, we'll pick it up when we talk about Rahab, uh, in 25 and 26. He says, so you see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. In other words, if you really have faith, it'll show. All right. Um, and so, uh, you know, he, he gives a bit more logic. We'll dig into more next time for the body apart from the spirit is dead in verse 26. So also faith apart from works is dead. In other words, uh, 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 living it out proves that it's living within. Ooh, I like that. I got to remember that living it out. Proves that it's living within. Hmm, that's a new one. I love it. Till next time on that. We'll pick that one back up. Uh, living it out is proof that it's living within. Thank you for joining us on Light Steps Live today. My name is Katie Bose, and the rest of our production team is Andrew Liggett, Shannon Allen, and Steve Riley. Music provided by Banjo Ben Clark. Connect with Banjo Ben at banjobenclark.com. Tim Bowes is a pastor of East Rock Community Church and the executive director of My Life Matters, a gospel ministry with a focus on making disciples who become lifelong followers of Jesus. Discover more about My Life Matters at mylifematters.club. Music